Hey, Christian. Yeah? David's got a crush on you. <gasps> what? David? It's not true. I. It was when we were in third grade. Oh, that's we all you had to say. Weird. Uh, it's like we subverted the whole plot of a movie just now. Oh, anyway, have you seen To All the Boys I Love Before? No. Cool, we'll talk about it. Yay. Running foxes, kill It's futuristic, like Carnac the Magnificent. Rewind your VCR, rewind your cassette. She is known for portraying on? young Cosette in the Broadway production of Les Mis in 1996. Woof. There is a she is 30. She's uh, she's only a she's less than she's a year 30? older than I am. So f- huh. fuck. Huh. But then again, if I saw you on screen playing a 17-year-old, I'd be like, that person's not 17. Well, if you saw me on screen playing a 17-year-old, <laughs> it would be a prank. <laughs> <laughs> to catch a predator. <laughs> <laughs> what to catch a predator is just a prank show. <laughs> or it was about they're just pranking large predators. It's not even about arresting them. It's about <laughs> pranking them, bro. <laughs> to prank a predator. To prank a predator. <laughs> or what's or. weird is it, it it is set up like a prank show though. Is it the is. Thing. But like, then the prank is you here. go to jail. Yeah, the structure here. is the same. Here. <laughs> That's you're on candid camp. We happen to know that he really likes this, so we're gonna have some of that (laughs) in the room when he gets there, so he doesn't suspect anything. (laughs) It it it, it's a prank show where the prank is the justice system. Prank the prank is the criminal justice system. (laughs) Yeah, fun, which it is for many people. Yeah, that's true. A fun practical joke where you get locked up for the rest of your life. A fun practical joke where you get locked up for the rest of your life. It's oh, called hey, The not- Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> oh, you're not laughing. Oh, but you're not laughing. But, but I got you good. You're in here forever. <laughs> but I got you so good. <laughs> but why so serious? <laughs> it's me, the Joker. <laughs> to Catch a Predator, hosted by me, the Joker. <laughs> what a terrible idea. Wow. Yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> totally. Right now, I'd tune in. To catch a predator. I tune in, turn on, and drop out, yeah. bro. Thanks, Timothy Leary. To catch a predophile. To catch a predophile. To catch a predophile. What if to catch a predator was actually just about jungle animals? Like, <laughs> we're going to get this puma. Do you, think, <laughs> do you think the Discovery Channel was really pissed when that yeah. name was taken? Yeah. They're like, damn it. <laughs> All these years of development. We had a whole show about <laughs> catching wild animals that <laughs> kill people. We even got the Twitter handle and they <laughs> took it out from under us. It takes a while to get this footage, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called the Discovery animals. Channel, not that we already have it channel. Jeez. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. That's a very good energy. <laughs> I like that a lot. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Uh, thank you for joining us again this week. And joining me as always, I'm very excited to introduce 
for the first time, just kidding, for the 29th time, my dear friends and co-hosts, Mr. David Gutchie. Hi. And Matthew Bond. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi, bud. Hi. Hi. This is a very weird setup for us. Yeah. Like, peeling back the curtain just a tiny bit, because I don't want to reveal everything. <laughs> but we we had a boy sleepover last night. We watched this movie. And then we are recording in the morning, so it's a weird, it's a weird energy. I'm just gonna throw it out there: calling it a boy sleeper makes it sound <laughs> way more illegal <laughs> than uh, than what we did. <laughs> Been a boy sleepover. Yeah, I mean, well, the reason I specified boy sleepover is because the movie we're talking about today is a teen romantic comedy specifically targeting young women uh-huh. targeting sounds bad targeting. Too. i'm gonna just real quick rewind and take that out of this show for sure for sure no but we're very we're a little you know we're in a different sort of headspace and i'm very excited to see how this goes yeah i'm uh, all kinds of messed up yeah for listeners each episode we watch a movie and then we talk about it but we don't know how we're going to talk about it in advance because we are going to be guided by a randomly generated series of critical contexts drawn from our contextual computer. Today's episode is focused on a film that was very popular and buzzy on the internet for a few months, so we're definitely a few months behind, uh, but that's just how we do things here. Uh, The film is uh, 2018's uh, Netflix original comedy to all the boys I've loved before. Yep, clearly an ABC Family production, straight to TV <laughs> that was shelved and then just dumped on Netflix. <laughs> I feel like the production quality is a little better than an ABC Family production. Yeah, like at least visually. Sure. But What's I ABC d- Family called now? Like oh. Life TV or something? No. Something wha- it, it's, whack. It's what uh, Cloak and Dagger is on now. Oh, shit. It's like oh, right there. It's yeah. in there somewhere. Oh, ABC. F- True TV. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> fake True, TV. True TV fake is TV. fake. Lie TV. Lie TV. Uh, uh, are you lying, TV? Um, <laughs> t- so True TV is funny to me because it was just like, it was supposed to be all about true crime and criminal justice and all that. And a mm. lot of those shows are still on there, mm-hmm. but the only shows anyone talks about from True TV now are comedies. Like it just huh, became weird. a comedy yeah. channel. They just kind of bumbled into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freeform. Freeform. Okay. Freeform. So, so I'll take back what I said before. It was made for Freeform. <laughs> Yeah. Not ABC Family. I just think, and then got dumped on Netflix. I was, I, I was led to believe this movie's better than it is. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm just applying. saying that. I'm just saying that visually, the ABC Family doesn't have the budget to get the cameras that they used for this movie. If, if nothing else, at least it looked better than an ABC Family movie. Yeah, because I have never seen sure an ABC did. Family sure movie did. and been like, wow, they filmed this well. Yeah, um, maybe like right, yeah, there might be like one or two shots in it that are not just establishing shots or talking heads yep <laughs> like maybe there oh, might be man but this one had plenty there were some you know some top downs or some weird focus stuff you know it was, it was fine yeah, yeah it was made by a cinematographer that got to choose some things there was some creepy like this movie's about a serial killer arrow shots of a, of a forest <laughs> that's true and yeah. the driving shots from above too yeah um shout out to stanley kubrick yeah well, uh, it's, it's, it's clearly from a inspired cinemat- it's from a cinematographer him. that wanted to try something interesting for a movie that it didn't fit for, maybe, and ended up looking maybe. like that's that's. This that's is the first movie we've talked about where I just actively don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say just well, 
whatever. If that context comes up, we can get personal on it. Yeah, but the yeah. context is: is this movie bad? <laughs> <laughs> is this movie a piece of trash? Is this movie bad hard? Bad now, hard. Matthew, what? You know, there's no such movie as Bad Heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't stand for that it lying. Goes, it on goes this by show. the it goes by the title to all the boys I loved before. Oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm, I'm dunking. I'm dunking this movie way harder than it actually deserves. It's no, not it's not as terrible as I'm saying. That's fine. It's just the first one that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into the context. You guys ready? Yes. Ready. All right. Gamification. Make up a game based on this movie. All right, yeah. gamification. Make up a game based on this movie. Uh, oh, I forgot dream, to give a Dream Daddy. It's very similar to Dream Daddy. Ooh. I forgot to give a, a quick synopsis of this movie just for folks who yes. haven't seen it yet. Uh, quick rundown: You just uh, take a, a, a young woman named Lara Jean who has, uh, over the course of her young life, every time she gets into a serious crush and can't admit her feelings, she writes that person a letter. But she never gives it to them. She keeps it sealed in a box with the addresses on the envelope, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> um, and then those letters get distributed out to those people by her evil younger sister. Uh, and then she has to deal with the fallout of those letters being released, primarily focusing on two individuals. Uh, the most recent letter being written to her older sister's then boyfriend now ex-boyfriend who is also her best friend and this boy she had a crush on in middle school who is now dating this really mean person and then there's like a whole fake relationship that they have to make the mean person jealous and then there's like a sort of love twist and she falls in love with the one she wasn't expecting and then anyway that's basically the plot. Yeah. Um, so gamification on to all the boys I've loved before. There are a lot of dating games out there, like a lot of visual novel style dating games. And I feel like they're actually kind of having a moment in the U.S. Yeah. finally. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's definitely been a thing in Japan for a long time. But for folks who don't play too many video games, visual novels and dating games are typically uh, dialogue based. A lot it'll usually have like still images and then dialogue options and based on how you talk to certain characters you can well date you can them. woo them. You can woo <laughs> them. Yeah. Um so that I think would be maybe the easiest way to do a romantic comedy style game like this. It would be a good way to present uh, a lot of those games have a cast of characters and you could play up a little bit the fact that there were five letters sent out Mm -hmm. and there were five characters that you got to. They would all be, however, they would be options, whereas like three of them in here, like one letter was returned to sender in the movie. Yeah, who was that again? I think that that must have been the camp one because the UN guy showed up at the end. Yes. Uh, So... Oh, thank the God. The twist ending yeah, is that the, the UN, UN guy guys shows up too. Uh, which is so exciting. That's, that's uh, yeah, the, the idea that that's a twist where it's just like, nope, have a boyfriend. Like, yeah, it's nope, like, that- hey, I'm glad you came here with flowers, you weirdo. <laughs> but also you did send me a lead. Like, everybody's a weirdo and that's Yeah. Normal. Nobody's nobody's normal. Uh, what is the, normal? In this movie, like, I think, she, I, th- I think uh, she was just really bad at playing the game because for every dialogue option, she chose just not to 
tell the truth. Yeah, that that is that is the one thing in this movie that drives me the most crazy. Yeah, and it's the thing that drives me the most crazy whenever it comes up in a movie is a very simple explanation yep. to a problem they make more compliment uh, complicated by not just saying what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, uh, I I think the dating game would be good. Yeah, I think that would be fun. There are plenty of th- there are some cool things about Josh. There's some cool things about Peter. There's some cool stuff about Lucas. I assume he would be bisexual in this uh, dating. Well, game, no, I mean maybe, it's entirely possible that he he. Would it be, I mean, uh, I think here's what I think the twist would be. Okay. Uh, on the visual novel dating game front, um, what this movie ultimately sort of posits is choosing between love and friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's entirely possible to make a game like this where in the end, the goal isn't necessarily I want to date and fall in love with one of these characters. Oh. I just want to be better friends. Or maybe you, maybe like through the dialogue that. options, you realize I just want to be your friend. Mm. Yeah. You know, because that's ultimately what happens with Lucas. Yeah. They didn't really talk. They didn't really have right. much interaction. And then he comes out to her when the letter comes out and, it, you know, he's gay. And they become friends. Yeah, and they do. They share a lot of nice. confidence in each other. And. Yeah, and then at the end, she, you know, when she says to Josh, "I, I, I thought I loved you, but I realized I just missed my best friend." Mm-hmm. You know that that yeah. can still happen in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, that actually could be kind of a cool game. Like I'm thinking about this this story as a game, and it's actually more interesting. Yeah, if actually you are yeah. the interactor instead of watching Laura Jean do it. <laughs> it's actually kind of a good script for a video game because it teaches you some things about like what attraction means and like what friendship can mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. That could be really nice. Yeah. And using your words. Yeah. And using <laughs> your words. So um, here's another idea though. And let, wait, are you, do you have another thing? Well, to say I was going to say the, the, what would, what would be the funny thing about that is that you'd have to write it in such a way that you, you don't allow the dialogue <laughs> options where she just explains what it is. And so at that yeah. point it's even more arbitrary. Or if you do, it's like the warp levels in Mario. <laughs> <laughs> you have to try so hard. Speed runs. To all the boys that love speed before speed runs. You <laughs> unlock those dialogue options after you've played it through once and you yeah. just want to skip to the rest. New game plus. <laughs> oh, God. That's a great idea. More like new game minus at that point because you're just skipping over <laughs> large chunks. Oh, I, I love that idea. So uh, you've both played some Bethesda games, right? Like Skyrim, yep. Fallout, a that sort bit, of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know when you don't have the skill necessary to do an option but it still shows it? I think that's what the what the, uh, the, yeah. the dialogue options yeah. would be. Right it would be like, just explain it, but it's grayed out because <laughs> you're not an adult, I guess, is the reason. That's funny. <laughs> it's like, that, sorry, you're not an adult yet. That is pretty fucking hilarious. Because that would make it clear that you were not, like that that was an option, but your teen brain didn't think of it yeah. because, sorry. Your teen brain's still developing. It, that's brain. like funny from a story perspective, but as a player, I'd be like, so frustrating. fuck you. I'd be so mad. <laughs> Yeah, but what a what a great point though. Yeah. What a great so deep. Mm. Oh, so deep. Um, <laughs> oh, are there other styles of game that we could de- develop about this movie? Yes, <laughs> spin the bottle style social game, <laughs> where you have to write where everyone in their lives in this society has to write letters to everybody that they have crushes on and then everybody gets together every few years and gives those letters out and sends them and then has to sit in a room with all of those people and talk to them and choose one okay (laughs) and that's hang on there's so many levels going on (laughs) it sounds like a dystopian yeah it sounds like a nightmare nightmare yeah or the simpler version you just admit all of your crushes to people at a party that's a game right that's also (laughs) tough here's a here's a twist on that 
twist me. Here's a twist. <laughs> You're at a party. There's, say, like six of you. Nice. Six friends. What a good number. You each have to spin a bottle. And mm-hmm. the person you land on, you have to write a letter about exactly what you really think about that person mm-hmm. for real. For real. And hide nothing. And if you have a secret about them, you have to tell them. But then you keep oh. that letter yeah. for who knows how much. Maybe yeah, you sure. even roll a dice, like two years. Yeah, yeah. you spin the bottle in whatever number it and points then to. whenever it comes up, they you either have to mail them a letter or if you forget or you don't do it, they have to be like, give me that fucking letter. <laughs> they, they legally own half your property. If you where, where there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's you contracts of all to this contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like that, that like there'd be enough time that you could then, you'd have to like maybe explain like this is how I was feeling at the time, mm. but maybe I don't feel that way now. Or you'd have to confront some shit. Or maybe it just would be funny. Like, yeah, no, it'd probably maybe mostly be funny. Probably be like, nice, they don't have actually. that much to yeah, say. Because yeah. a lot of the time, vulnerability is actually true. pretty good. Yeah. That's true. And if, especially if you're with your friends, you it might be very nice. It might be a nice yeah. reminder of like, you know, how, right. how your friends, yeah. you know. Especially if you're not talking you anymore. And yeah. Like, like, I would love to get a letter from my friend, Philip. Shout out to Philip. <laughs> uh, who was like buddy ride or die for like the first 13 years of our lives maybe not you know more like from five to 13 sure (laughs) but we hung out all the time did everything together and then we you know i went to a different church he moved to a different city never saw each other anymore like childhood friendships are just like that but it'd be really cool to get a letter that he had written when he was 13 about our friendship now and be like wow this was powerful yeah (laughs) that'd be cool It's yeah. kind of a yeah. That's kind of a fun idea. This is how I'm feeling. So it's it's less of a game and more of a vulnerable activity. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. A vulnerable yeah. friend activity. A friend or activity. a frenemy activity. Uh oh. Frentivity. Frentivity. <laughs> damn it. It's um, a miracle. It's just that that number of syllables lends itself yeah. too easily. To it that. sure does. Um. Yeah, I I I I, I can't. Let's do something. Let's do something fucking weird, though. Yeah, we're gonna gamify to all the boys I love before in the weirdest possible way. Mm-hmm. What's that gonna look like? You what? ask. The yeah. boys I love are zombies. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's run with that for a second. <laughs> do we want this to be a twin stick shooter or a a platformer or a first person shooter? Maybe an uh, RTS. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, real-time strategy. Real-time strategy of you yeah. all the boys I love before. Oh, shit. Yeah, there we go. No, no, no. I think you're onto something with real-time strategy. <laughs> so, picture StarCraft, except you're in one corner. You got all your little units. Uh, your units, of course, are the your messy room as a... Uh, uh, Laura Jean, you've got clothes everywhere. Okay. That, that's uh, the way that's that where you, you spawn more villagers. Yeah, you spawn your villagers, which are more <laughs> outfits to impress boys. And then you've got the boys out there that you have loved before, and they're all coming and invading your base at, in different ways and at different times, and you're not ready. And sometimes your sister runs in and sabotages it all by giving them letters. <laughs> and oh no, what will you do now? How will you? It's like a tower defense. And you have to scare, like choose to form alliances, maybe with some of them, yeah. in order yeah. to strengthen your position to defend right. against. Because Lucas, like you know lucas can be turned to yeah. to you yeah <laughs> yeah and then like and then you have to form sort of an uneasy bond with peter believing mm. that it's gonna be fake and then ultimately Ooh. it turns out to be a very yeah. strong yeah. alliance and, and, then very he, scripted. and then once you get those alliances you kill the sister <laughs> 
Yeah, then all all five of the all five of the boys you love before join you in committing murder against your little sister. The yep. true evil. Yeah, for, and for then you get the true it. ending. Then you get the, the true, true ending. ending to the RTS. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the true ending. It is yeah, what we've discussed is very scripted, but would be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I mean I mean you could beat the game without killing your sister, but why would you want to? Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna go watch it on YouTube, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time. Who has the time? <laughs> To all the boys I've loved before, the really hardcore crunchy RTS. I think that really hardcore that, crunchy RTS <laughs> is a pretty good description of so any game. So many rules. So many. Oh, so, so many, many fucking rules. rules. The unit trees are just uh, you know incredible. It's maps on your wall of like how you can build your <laughs> civilization. It really, really is a days long yeah, sort Civ of. Civ Seven to yeah. all the boys I loved before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, any other game ideas before we move on? Um, could be a board game. Could be a board game. I mean, like that a, letter that one was one. All, sort of a tabletop idea, but it's more yeah. informal. It's definitely more of a social, like everybody just sits down and writes Yeah, the kind stuff. of thing that anyone could do at a yeah. party. Like just a party game. Just a party yeah. game, yeah. Or yeah, even yeah. just like a clue style. Oh. Yeah, like little things you put mm. into an envelope. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I like this. You put things in envelopes. Yeah, like and you have to. Oh, it's like "Don't Wake Daddy," where <laughs> you write down the letters yeah. and then they get spread around the board, and you have to prevent the boys you mm. love before from getting, from getting the them. letters. Yep, yeah. totally. And Don't then if they get daddy. the letters, you gotta like get mm. the fuck away. Don't so, wake oh, daddy. Yeah. In the living room with a candlestick. <laughs> Don't wake daddy in the living room with a candlestick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it could also be, um, now that you mention it, like almost a paperboy-esque thing, except you're not delivering the papers, you're trying to prevent them from being delivered. Or yeah. like Crazy Taxi. Which is like, almost how I play paperboy, to be honest. <laughs> Keeping them from being delivered. It's very but, hard. Like if every letter, it's like, oh, this letter will arrive in two minutes, and you need to get to that spot and derail this car, which is terrifying. Yeah. But, you know, it could Can be fun. just call it by a different name, like Postman Usurper? Yeah, Postman, postman usurper. usurper. Yeah, and it just plays like Road the, Rash. The or sequel Road to The Postman <laughs> by Kevin Costner. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So a Road Rash or Road Redemption type game where you're just on a bike and you try to kill the person delivering these these letters yeah. Yeah. to all the boys you love before. Sort of like Premium Rush, but yeah. like more premium crush <laughs> premium crush oh and it's because a she crush. has a crush. about crushes oh, oh my god crush premium person. crush there we go it's a bike game a bike simulator all right honestly or you're trying no, no, to no. say honestly <laughs> honestly honestly yeah. that's the one that's yeah. the end of this category yeah. we're moving on to another context that's too good time to start a religion conceive a religion based on this movie Oh, time to start a religion. Oh, Conceive a religion good. based on this, this movie. To all the gods I loved before. These are the two contexts in a row, by the way, that I always am like, man, I wish these would come up more. And I got <laughs> them right in a row. I'm very excited about this. We've well, we've got one thing. We've got an ur text. We have a Bible, and it is the letters. Yeah, yeah. the letters to the boys that she has yeah. loved before. Yes. Is this a, a my first sort of question to see religion happening while Laura Jean is still alive? Is Laura Jean a myth? Uh, help me. That's tough. <laughs> help me. That's tough to say. More, it could be a religion centered around the movie itself, which is, I think, mm. what we did okay. with Cool Runnings. Definitely. Where it was a religion yes. that was like 
people who love the movie Cool who Runnings. Who love the movie starting, Cool Runnings. Starting the Church of Cool Runnings. Yes, which is different. You know, that's a choice we can make. Sure. But we can also decide that it's it's the text for We can also decide that in fiction, there's yeah. a religion about <laughs> this situation. Yeah. Which should be super weird. Mm. Uh, but we've got the books of the five boys. Um, <laughs> yes, the books of the five boys. The books of the five boys. Which is our sacred text. Yes. Which is the sacred texts. Um sacred jedi texts <laughs> um and then um there's uh and then there's um hmm and one of the, one of the boys in the book of five boys was returned to the sender ah <laughs> uh, yes Did, not all people die it's, Some the, are it's the lost text it's yeah the, it's the oh what's the fucking name of that what's the fucking name of that uh that one from the bible that uh, they're like oh it's the uh, like the book of judas or um, an apocryphal document yeah one of those yeah there was, sure. a, there was a famous one i can't remember the name mm. of it but the mormons is the book of abraham but that was just made up mm, sure <laughs> wait well but bond but i mean it was all made up yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what i was going for um uh thank you for listening to this show. <laughs> um, no, so wait. <gasps> is the novel to all the boys I loved before like the Bible mm. in the context of this movie where it's telling the gospel of this girl and her story and each yeah. one of the letters is one of the books and then she's basically the Christ figure who they're describing her actions and thoughts mm-hmm. and so her words mm-hmm. have a lot of meaning. Yeah. Mm. So so maybe it's ultimately each of the books is sort of like this is the kind of boy you should be. Oh, or like this but is they the way represent to be a boy. the five kinds of boys. The five kinds of boys. So there's yeah. smart boy, there's gay boy, <laughs> there's uh, tall boy, there's Josh, and <laughs> and then <laughs> and and dead. Those yeah. are the five. Dead boy. Dead? I I assume. I don't know what happened with we, that. We yet. can assume he's. What dead. if we found out that like the camp that she was at with that with that presumably dead boy dead boy uh was the uh fuck what's the name of the camp for friday the 13th sleepaway camp sleepaway Sleep camp. camp yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. camp uh, crystal lake crystal yeah, lake no. yeah oh yeah fun yeah so That's yeah the five fun. boys are tall Tall, gay, gay, smart, smart dead, Josh. and Josh. <laughs> dead and Josh. And, it's well, my favorite Nickelodeon series. <laughs> Tall, gay, smart, the, dead, and Josh. <laughs> the sweet life of dead and Josh. Um, I think that, I think in a way, the I, I like the idea that it's a sort of Neil Strauss's the game sort of religion, yeah. but for boys and what kinds of boys you should be. I well, actually kind of like that. Well, idea. and also I think, I think the importance of keeping the text around her mm-hmm. as well, because what it shows is the boys, the letters are letters to the boys about how yes. they should, how they should, you know, or who they are basically. Mm-hmm. And then we see the follow up of that, which is how did that determination of living your life as that boy flourish into the rest of your life and so you get to see like you get to say in terms of a religious text if you live your life this way this is how it'll go kind of <laughs> like this is how it could go for uh-huh. you which is if, if you're if you're gay and you don't the the first letter does obviously she doesn't know that <laughs> and then it turns out you're gay and you're hey. like okay so you'll be like, very good friends with our savior 
So is it like <laughs> at this point is it almost like a personality matching thing? Like, That's more what I it's feel like, like a it is. Quiz. It, it is almost like an enneagram sort so, of religion, which yes. is less. It's definitely less like here's the prescriptive way that you need to live your life, and it's more like find what makes you you and do that. So it's got like a pseudoscience element mm-hmm. to it, which yeah, I think yeah. is is religion. Part, a part of a lot of a religion. Definitely. Yeah, a lot definitely. of religions have a pseudoscientific element for sure. Yeah. Are you a Mary or a Martha? <laughs> That's something that the Christian Church says. So, uh, you know, is that a thing? That it is. It says? sure is. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, are you a Martha, a Marcy, a May or a Marlene? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Marlene. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Nailed it. Got it in one. Ready to do another context? Marlene and me. <laughs> Marlene and me. Just an old ass dog. And verily, hey, I'm about to die. And oh. verily it came unto pass that our savior and hero did not use her words. Yeah. <laughs> and the little sister's the devil. Yeah, the little oh, sister's the devil, sure. clearly. Yeah, because they're like, you know, the yin-yang. Like, it's definitely a, oh, yeah. we're close and we love each other, but you betray me. Yeah. yeah. Don't, yeah spill, don't spill the beans on the boys. Yeah, don't spill the beans That's on the boys. That's true, because we're, we're, we're focusing a lot on the five letters and the five boys, but there are three young women in this yeah. who have their own distinct mm. uh, ways of being. Yeah. Uh, they are sisters in the sense that we are all sisters, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but they have very distinctive personalities, and one of them is pure evil. So yeah, yet again, mm. a religious text that shows that a woman caused the fall of man. That's oh, true. No, and this time, woman also caused the fall of other woman. Yeah, of other woman. Oh, yeah, no. true. So wait, so. If we have a triune sisterhood here, triune sisterhood uh, is a fantastic <laughs> phrase. Um, Margot, the oldest sister, represents. I, I assume this sort of purity, this goodness that, like, they they say many times in the movie that, like, oh, that's Margot. Like, that's just Margot. She she is her own thing. That's she not can't Margo. be. They changed. also say that's they not also Margo. say that's not Margot because <laughs> she knows what she isn't. But also, she's an alien. That's true. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, but I just had to say that if that's how you refer to someone to something that a Margot wouldn't do, yeah. So if someone is <laughs> a, Mar- a Margot in the context of this religion and they do something, you're like, that's not Margot. <laughs> don't As do a- what Margot don't does. <laughs> Margot don't does. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I was actually thinking of it less like another iteration of the Enneagram pseudoscience uh, personality okay. typing thing and more that these are the the divine you've got the god that's like sort of untouchable doing its own thing hard to understand but you just accept oh it's just Margot. and then you've got the younger sister that's like satan and like messing with stuff and then you've got the middle you've got the you like the sort of every man like the jesus christ-ish thing oh yeah and that's laura jean because she's half divine but half evil and she's like how do i choose between these two worlds and she's very which is where we exist. and, and yeah. a little unsure in a yeah. very jesus-y kind of yeah. way yeah laura Jesus. Laura, Laura Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yep, that works. <laughs> that would be her rap album title. Yeah. <laughs> Laura, Laura Jesus. <laughs> I do think uh so what would going to church look like? Uh, <sighs> um, <laughs> uh, um flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh there would be flashbacks. Yeah. Because uh, uh her Every time we see her crushes or, or the story of one of her crushes, we do get it in flashback in the film. Mm. So perhaps it would involve people. People would write secrets down. Yeah. It's like their version of confession is you write secrets mm-hmm. down, you put it in an envelope. 
uh, and then you never mail right, it. Right, and you put and you put it. No, what you do is you put it in a box. Yes. for the priest, and they totally read it because they're nasty. <laughs> uh, but they're not supposed to. But they right. do anyway. But they do anyway. Yeah, they definitely do. They're, anyway. they're possessed by the spirit of the sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're possessed yeah. by She's the like, spirit. Laura of the Jean sister. has enabled me to read this letter on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> she she sends good tidings. I'm sorry. It's just the kitty in me. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty's got clouds. Oh no! <laughs> this letter belongs to the Boiseum. The Boiseum. <laughs> wow. Boiseum's a great boy band. Name. <laughs> 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 oh, so loopy still. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, and I am too. And and Tippy Canoe, and Tyler too. Mm. Tyler too. Um, yeah, I, I think the confession would be the main the main part of that that can be drawn from this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it's very strictly you can't say out loud. You can't no, confess no, that's, out loud. That's true. Because yeah. if you confess out loud, you're not being a Lorna. You are, or you're not uh, representing the ways of Laura. I yeah, don't know why I yeah, Laura. yeah. That's good. Uh, you're not Laura Jane. Laura. Yeah. Laura Jean. Laura Jean. It's hard to know. It suddenly lost. It was like my brain just it evaporated in my skull. Laura. Laura Linney. Laura Dern. It's not the way of the Laura Dern. Laura, G- Laura Jean. Laura, Laura Jean. Jean. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I think the songs that you would sing would probably be Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Over and over and over. Well, that was maybe one of the, that was one of the only scenes in the movie where I was like, all right, that's a good scene. Like it was sweet. It was a it was a moment of like talking about their mom in a way they hadn't dealt with in the rest of the movie. And John Corbett was very sort of vulnerable, and it was very yeah. sweet. And then he tossed that quarter to her like an asshole. That sucked. That was that's dumb. what happens when you leave. Yeah, everybody files out of the church, and John Corbett is there, and he just flips a quarter at yeah. you. Yeah. And if you catch it, blessings upon you. And if you drop it, <laughs> curses upon you. And if a woman says no, it means John nothing. Corbett says yes. John Corbett says yes, which is terrible. Shout out to John Corbett. If if they have a hymn where they're just like acknowledging the fact that they have a Satan character in Kitty, um, the hymn could be Go Tell It on the Mountain. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Go tell it. Go, Go tell, tell it. it. Don't hide that light under a bushel. Go Chella. Go yeah. Chella. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I, I think it actually mirrors Pokemon Go Chella. Christianity <laughs> with uh the way that Pokemon Go Chella to we, the polls. <laughs> we, <laughs> <laughs> With the way that we say Christianity is unselfish and the devil is selfish, but then a lot of Satanists are like, hell yeah, free will, selfishness, like, yeah, I'm all yeah. about that. Like, uh, So we made a... There's a religion he, for yeah. Kitty, too, that says, yeah. like, no, tell people shit. Don't write it down and not say anything about it. Right. Like, get out there and confess your feelings. But make sure it's not you doing it for your secrets. Tell other people. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's what it is. Spread gossip. That's what it is. It's (laughs) don't ever say anything until it's It's the Julian Assange principle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm doing a good thing. Yep. Um, Nice. uh, Yeah. Yeah, there would be a schism between those who worship Margot, those yeah. who worship Lorna, Laura Jean. Lorna. I don't know why I keep you think she's an like Lorna Dune. Um, <laughs> Lorna Dune. Lorna Dune cookies. Like yeah, Dune. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then fucking and people who worship Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Yeah. and those are all. Uh, you know, I don't think it would be a synergy. I think those would be contentious mm-hmm. uh, but they would all be birthed from the same text and their relationships with the boys would be different because, because margo has got a different relationship than laura jean does with yeah. all of the boys especially josh uh yeah. kitty has 
almost no relationship with him. But at really all. liked having Josh around. Yeah. I remember she yeah. said she was like, Oh, I miss Josh. Like she's just kinda like, Oh, I whatever serves me in the moment, that's what I'm gonna do. Living by, you know, uh what's that what's the word? Hedonism. She's a hedonist. <laughs> she is. Yeah. yeah Kitty yeah. is a hedonist. <laughs> the young the youngest character into all the boys I love before <laughs> is a hedonist. <laughs> you heard it from David Gucci's <laughs> own mouth. <laughs> hey, call him like his you. <laughs> To catch a pedophile. <laughs> Prank show. All right, you guys want to do another context? Sure do. Yep. What status quo is this movie protesting and how? Talking mm. about your feelings. Talking about your feelings <laughs> is, is a fair one. So, yeah, the, what status quo could we say that this movie is trying to protest and how is it doing it? This, um, mm. I do think you're right, maybe, talking about your feelings. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's actually kind of hard to know where this movie comes down on whether or not it's good to admit things to other people. Actually, I would disagree in the sense that when she finally gets around to actually saying how mm, she feels, it, everything it works. works That's out. true. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's that the entire movie, every conflict comes from her just not saying what, mm. the, what the fucking mm. truth is yeah. for the mm. whole movie. Yeah. And the the reason that I was having doubts is because I was too focused on the act of the distribution of letters. Sure, but the that is telling people something in quotes, but not of your own volition and not in the yeah. way that you should. Being sure. just saying a secret isn't enough. You have to be honest with somebody in a way that makes sense. Yeah, sure. So maybe the the status quo that this movie is protesting is people don't want to talk to each other, or the people you know. You gotta, you gotta just like say what you mean. Stop, stop beating around the bush, Midwesterners. Say what you mean. That's what it's protesting. Well, we made but. that reference to Julian Assange earlier, and you did bring up the distribution of the letters. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. And ultimately, though, the releasing the letters is framed by the movie as an ultimately positive act. Yeah, like yeah. she, she makes the joke about wanting to kill. And when I say joke, she was obviously mad, but was like, I'm going to kill you when her sister says, mm. and the worst, dumbest, poorest, most poorly blocked yeah. chase scene in a tiny room. Like, yeah, it was a chase scene, yeah. but they were just rolling around the bed. Anyway. It's rare in a movie that I'm like, wow, the blocking really fucking yeah. sucks. They, they hired the ABC family uh, chasing blockers. Freeform. <laughs> freeform, sorry. Freeform. freeform chasing blockers. No, no these guys were fired blockers. from ABC family. They didn't make it to freeform because they were they were just that terrible. Yeah, they, they got cut. They got trimmed, they yeah. trimmed the fat. They, there was no uh, chasing blocker budget. Yeah, I mean, the, there's a lot of moments in the movie where I was like, wow, the blocking in this scene is really dumb and bad. Why would that person do what they just did? Why Weird. would they... Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was blocked by like a bad high school drama yeah which is frustrating yeah. i do genuinely think there were people on this movie who were doing who were doing good work but they they just couldn't get together and and they were s- struggling with the material yeah um anyway what the fuck were we just ta- oh so i would say that maybe <laughs> it's like maybe it's maybe it is a socio-political commentary on releasing secrets and mm. and and there there should be nothing that we keep in a box mm. that can't that isn't set out. We got to send out all the secrets. They yeah. come down on the side of Julian Assange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I didn't yeah. like this movie. You're yeah. right. Yeah, because they're, they're, <laughs> they're mad at first, and it causes yeah. a lot of conflict. But ultimately, it's framed it as for the greater good. good. Yeah, the greater even good. though the, greater good. the Julian, the Kitty, is under scrutiny, and we all hate 
her. Yep. She did a thing that benefited society in the long run. Yep. Be- mm. She took she took that burden and is what completely a brave forgiven. Soul. Yep. And is completely forgiven. And yeah. welcome back to this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other status quos could this movie be protesting? Uh, 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 Instagram's content policies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can put anything up there. Yeah. Fuck that. Reporting needs to be much more uh, easy. Yeah. You don't, look at you those should... underage kids fucking a hot tub. <laughs> you shouldn't need your college age sister to come all the way back from Scotland just to report to Instagram to pull down your video. <laughs> I, I think the the movie might be protesting the idea of soulmates or the idea of like one true love mm. in the way that the central love story is uh, it initially sort of a contractual trick obligation and eventually is like, oh, no, I could. Yeah, I, I fell in love with this guy. Whoops. <laughs> like, right. Uh, which is mostly the way it actually works and not the way where you're like, I dream about this man and then I get together with this man and it all yeah. works out like a Coldplay song, baby. Well, and, and I won't use names, but I actually know of a story like this in uh, that happened to a friend of mine oh. um, who uh, got married in college for the tax benefits. Oh, they they yeah. were able to get... Um, like there was like scholarship stuff or, oh. or something huh. uh, where they were they were eligible for more if they were married than if they were separate. Mm. And so they got married <laughs> and she was dating somebody at the time and he was dating somebody at the time. And then she cheated on her boyfriend with her husband. <laughs> and then <laughs> the two of them it's a fun sentence they're to be still able to together exist. to this day. Wow. They're like actually happily married and living a huh. really like they're doing well for themselves like it's it's the weirdest story but it's beautiful like i think it's fantastic and and i think that's an example of this exact situation it's there's something to being close to someone and having a mutually beneficial attitude towards Mm -hmm. this will benefit both of us that can really bring you closer together and get you on the same page and can help more than just like i have an instant attraction or i see you and suddenly i'm in love it's Mm -hmm. like no we we we're working together on a thing and it turns out we work well together and we're compatible and we like each other's company and that's the status quo that they're actually upholding is fake it till you make it fake it till you make it (laughs) yeah yeah that's true (laughs) fake Uh, it till you make it to all the boys i've loved um Also, no, I, you know, I like yeah. that. I actually yeah. like that because it's a romantic comedy. And so, you know, it could just as easily be she falls in love with Josh and gets together with Josh at the end after learning that she's friends with Peter. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been and has been a lot of romantic comedy subplots and plots. Yeah. So they did something. Yeah. You know, that's a that's decent. I thought that, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, as mm-hmm. a turn although it also ref- is very reflective of 16 candles which they directly yeah. reference multiple times yeah. in the film and it's like you can't just do that and get away with it um <laughs> no but i would say another one is consent this mm-hmm. movie is yeah. saying yeah. if a woman says no oh her God. dad yeah. can say yes yeah that was a really bad yeah. scene straight up it was so unacceptable very like, bad. Scene. he yeah. he reacted to the most obvious red flags in the world with eh <laughs> no no not just with uh eh, with no you have to go to this yeah, party. yeah you're doing it like oh oh this man is here and he wants to take my daughter to a party my daughter says i don't want to go to the party i have to make these cupcakes 
And he's very adamant. It's like, no, 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 I, I can't. I can't. I'm clearly uncomfortable. I'm clearly freaking out. I don't want to do it. And her dad's but, like, no, you have to go to the party with this man that I haven't seen in five years. Yeah. I trust him. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, you know what? Like no kissing, no touching, no hands or something like No drugs, like that. no drinking, no that's, hands. That's right. Yeah. Which is like, so he's on the honor system, but your yeah. daughter is not allowed to choose for herself whether or not to go with this young man. It's nah. fucked up. Because if, nah. you, if you walk into that conversation not knowing anything about the situation, just going off of like just reading her, yep, the boy sounds dangerous. Right, <laughs> sure does. It's such an obvious tell. Like Jesus Christ, Dad, please don't make me go with this person to a party mm-hmm. I don't want to go to. Yeah, <sighs> and and that's the that's something that I actually don't like about uh about the dad the and her dads. character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is later he talks to her about how she's like. She was more fun when she was dating Peter. Like as she came out of her shell to everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird oh, that yeah. like it's it's protesting the status quo of dads listening to their daughters and yeah. letting them be the people they want to be. It's more fun about me of when your mom used to dance. Yeah, I know. It's really he has this very specific vision of what he wants her to be and that's endearing to us the the yeah. viewer. But I didn't think it was. I thought no. it was a little weird and bad actually. Yeah. Don't like that. Be just like so a dancing mom. Yeah, be like a dancing mom. <laughs> so the, the, the <laughs> it upholds the status quo that you're supposed to be the dancing mom you want to see in the world. Dancing mom. <laughs> <laughs> Old and sweet only. 45. Ah, Forever. Dancing mom. Dancing mom. D- for, oh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was uh, that, was, uh, that was well picked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like this movie is super subversive in many of its forms, um, or at all. But you know, you can always extrapolate things. Yep, that's the whole point of this context. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they really stick it to the man when they order that subway. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's such a tight sub, though. It's a tight, yeah, it's sub. A tight sub. That sub is tight, it's, right? It's it's protest. It's protesting the status quo of people not liking subway. Yeah, people are dunking on subway all the time. It's good shit, though. It's tight. It's yeah, so tight. That sub hope, is tight. I hope the next the next contents is product placement. <laughs> I know. I, I actually was wondering Could if that be. would come up. Uh, and also, I can't even remember if it's still in here. I might have deleted it. Really? Ooh, hopefully not. Ooh, let's find out. Pick a director with a distinct style and imagine this movie if they'd made it. Okay, so pick a director with a distinct style and imagine if they'd made this movie. Now, it's been more than two episodes, so we're officially allowed to do this one again. We're going to do it the way we always do it. Each of us takes a second to think of a director. Think of any fucking director, pretty much, is how this game works. And then we'll say it at the same time. So take a second, think it over. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, three, two, one, go. Three, two, one. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've got Quentin Tarantino, which I'm very excited about. Quentin. Ryan Johnson. Oh, Ryan uh, Johnson, yeah. And? Yorgos Lanthimos. Okay. A Greek director who made The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer oh. and The Favorite. Shit. Okay. Oh, he yeah. made The Favorite? He made The Favorite. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I've seen that. I haven't <laughs> seen the other two yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's start with that one then because that's the one I know the least about, so you'll need to do the heavy lifting. Mm, all right. I, I am a very strong boy and I can do this. Good. So the reason I thought of this person uh, is because The Lobster feels like... Have you seen The Lobster? 
I will break it down for you real, real quick if you if you haven't. <laughs> I have not. All right. Uh, and I assume there's at least one listener out there that hasn't as well, so this at is least. for you. At least. Uh, it is a movie where if you buy 30 or buy 40, if you haven't really found someone to date, you can go to this hotel, check in with a bunch of other single people, and it's kind of your last shot at finding a mate. You got a month to find somebody else in the hotel to get married to. If you don't, by the end of 30 days or whatever it is, you get turned into an animal. <laughs> you can magically. Love it. Amazing. Uh, it's, so it's kind of this like, it's almost a like battle royale, but very relational where everybody's like, I got to couple up. Like I got to find a way to find a perfect match and make this work. It's very dystopian and weird. And you get turned into an animal if you don't win. It's a super fun movie and you should see it. The reason I thought of it is because I thought of, again, I won't go back to the social game, the party game idea of like putting all the people that you loved before in a room together and having to confront that. And I think it's more like a dating game where this, like, I think this director would have somehow they would all go on a boat out into the middle of the ocean and she would have to figure out all of this in like a chamber piece. It wouldn't be at a high school. It wouldn't be anything like that. It would be, they all went maybe on the ski trip. Actually it would all happen on the ski trip. There would be lots of uh, overhearing of conversations. There would be lots of plotting behind other people's backs to sabotage other various things. Maybe multiple characters would have had these letters that they had written that were released. Like so many secrets, probably some murders, Oh, uh, I would say. Do you at think least, it would all happen during the ski trip? Yes, I think this director would like it to happen. Yeah. I think Yorgos. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, and I'm sorry, Yorgos. I don't know. Greek Greek words are hard for me. Yep. Uh, but I think that it would it would be claustrophobic and very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, there would be a lot of crying. Uh, there would be betrayal. There would be stabbing. And I think it would still be teens, though. I think that's that's also important. <laughs> okay. It would be like shocking in the way that it. Oh, I'm trying to think of a of a good movie where teens go too far. Uh, <laughs> Thoroughbreds is an example of a okay. recent movie that is a little bit like that, where teens conspire to kill a person's stepfather, and you know it actually gets pretty serious. It'd be a lot like that, where the, it starts as a fun little romantic comedy, and everybody's like, oh, you like him, huh? And then by the end of this, let's say the ski trip is a week long instead, you get to the point where multiple people have been murdered, and they're all trying to like frame each other for it, and eventually like two people escape, and they're in love. And yeah, it's a but, weird but all sort of... still a romantic comedy. Yes, it is still a romantic comedy as well. That's the key to all of these movies, is they are very dark, all of his movies are dark but also pretty funny and i think it would still be funny while having murder in it i think he could accomplish that yeah nice i like that a lot yeah because at least from the favorite there's a lot of sort of abstract stuff he's got going on in terms of um there's a lot of metaphor and also a lot of um people talking around issues mm. and not mm. confronting them directly. Which is classic this uh, movie. Yes, <laughs> paired, yeah, paired with like some interesting movie. visual contrasts. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully there wouldn't be an entire scene of somebody pelting a naked a naked man with rotten fruit, but I'm not really like, like in this movie? 
<laughs> like into all the boys I've loved before. Like yeah, it would be John Corbett. I'd watch that. Wait, he's pelting or he's naked? he's getting pelted by mm. rotten fruit. Yeah, by naked rotten fruit. My naked oh. rotten fruit. The rotten fruit is the even naked rotten tomatoes, <laughs> which is the porn version of rotten tomatoes. It's called naked rotten tomatoes. Oh shit! Well, get on it. Naked rotten tomatoes. Naked rotten tomatoes. There's money there. Oh man. Well, that's a good one, Bon. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Let's let's unpack it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be video. easiest explained by sharing the new title with you guys. Thank okay. You. Uh, to all the boys I loved before, die, die, die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's basically Kill Bill, but just uh, she's going around killing all the boys. Oh before. shit! She's killing oh, the people that she had crushes on. Yeah. Interesting. Cause they, Terrible. Because they can't know. Oh, okay. they can't know. Yeah. So is it after the letters get delivered, she goes and kills? Them? Yep. She goes and she. It's nice. a race. Against the post, I, I yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's pretty. I was, I was gonna say maybe there yeah, was a twist crush. where it was like all the boys are now coming to kill her because they got the letters Ooh. for some reason. I but also I like, like the that, idea, <laughs> but I I do like it. Like her agency in this is yeah. I don't need these people can't be alive knowing what I wrote <laughs> about them. I need to take care of this mm-hmm. immediately. So she's oh, like hunting yeah. them. Yep, and the one that like does find out that she doesn't get to, she's like, well, want to help me kill the other boys. Yeah. And maybe, so, yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Well, if you help me kill my girlfriend," and so they oh, maybe my girlfriend. Maybe Lucas is like, "Oh, wait, I was about to make a really bad comparison." Uh, but maybe Uh-oh. Lucas is like joins her quest, yeah. basically, yeah. and becomes sort of like her teammate in this in this adventure. Yes, there yes. are alliances. Yes, hmm. I like this. I like that too because Quentin Tarantino's fight scenes can and have had very snappy dialogue during yes. them and you could you could be fleshing out a oh i had a crush on you oh it didn't mean anything and like this awkward teen conversation while they're literally trying to murder each other yes that actually sounds really clever it's uh it's <laughs> it be cool it's kill bill by way of abc family yeah. yeah. Well, and then the uh, I, I like the one that gets returned to sender, which is what triggers her into the knowledge that all those m- letters got sent out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then she has to. Now she's like, okay, she's maybe killed all the rest of them, but she's like, there's this one person, and it was returned to sender, but I don't know what happened to them. So she's oh. got to like straight up find this person. Yes. And that's maybe the overarching narrative that all the other things are like flashbacks of her killing them or aligning yeah. with them throughout the story. And then uh. like the, the A plot is her this, searching for this this lost one. Yeah, they um, really dive into it and uh, tell the boys I love before Die, Die, Die Part 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> die, although, die, die, do. Although die, I guess do. The, the problem with that is why would she be searching about if he didn't get the letter? So I take that one back, but there's well, something that's they the can one do with she that. wants. <gasps> maybe it's oh, the one yeah. she actually wants. Yeah. Oh, I no. think because she's conflicted the whole time about like she did at some point want these people to hear these things, but as she goes to kill them, she's like, "I got to feel it out." Like maybe I won't kill them, and then she does kill them. But this last one is like, I remember that so sweet, or, that beautiful boy at camp. Oh wow. Or maybe the guy got the letter, but opened it very carefully and resealed it with a <laughs> with a with a hair dryer, and he's like she has to die oh and so she doesn't know that he's coming for her and that's the final conflict when she's like victorious and then the credits roll and then all of a sudden this new scene pops up (laughs) and he's like wow ninja star 
Whoa. Star. <laughs> or he sends the letter back to her. Instead of it being returned to sender, he sends it back to her with like a note being like, I'm coming to fucking kill you or something like that. <laughs> oh, and that's what sparks okay. her like yeah. murder spree. It's like the Scott Pilgrim moment with the email. Yeah. I was thinking that it is. we're setting up a movie that is a lot like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. It's basically awesome. Scott Pilgrim, but yeah. it's bloody. <laughs> but by Quentin Tarantino, yep. which is a very different Let's, movie yeah. from Let's Scott be fair, Pilgrim. Kill Bill and Scott Pilgrim have a very similar they arrangement sure in terms of uh, the structure of her mm-hmm. adventure yeah, yeah. <laughs> um going and killing people one by one and it does yeah. end in a similar way where it's just like is this the boy that she actually loves for real now it's like nope it's the other one yeah, that she learned to love one yeah yeah wow cool um, well, that worked better than i thought that's awesome. I yeah that could be very fun <laughs> i could i could i could watch the shit out of that yeah um, and now you. And now Ryan Johnson, the hardest one that I didn't have an idea about, and I just thought of a name and threw it out there. So Ryan Johnson, for those who don't know, directed uh, several movies that I love: Brick, Looper, The Brothers Bloom, and most recently, The Last Jedi. Uh, he's working on something else now. I can't remember what. Yeah, um, it's a. I think Daniel Craig is involved. Is yeah, that right? yeah, yeah. Um, so he's a director who has done. Every movie he's done has been in a different genre, basically. So he's done he's done uh, Brick, which is a, de- a high school based oh. detective movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then he's done uh, he did The Brothers Bloom, which is like a like a quirky heist movie. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good, like a like a um, like the prestige esque or like a yeah. lot of um, uh, what's the like, like a con like a con. Yeah, it does feel it's like a mix of those things. It's more yeah. of like a con artist than a yeah. heist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, then, uh, then of course, Looper is a time travel hard sci-fi uh, action movie, and then the Last Jedi, of course, Star Wars. But it's like yep. it's more of like a space um, fantasy. Fantasy, yep. right? Yeah. So he he's got a distinctive, uh, but he's got a distinctive style in all of these. Uh, the script is usually very. Um, he he does a lot of the things that I think Alex Garland kind of did in Annihilation, but where he throws more mm. dialogue out than they did in that movie. But the dialogue all has significance. Like he wants the lines uh, to really have have as many meanings as possible. Yeah. Well, like he, in Brick, he invented his own slang. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking oh, slang yeah. in Brick, yeah. and I fucking love that. So good. Um, and the Last Jedi, he does a really good job of um subverting expectations the reason i love my favorite thing about the last jedi is if you take every single storyline and story beat in the film they are all structured the same way and it adds up to a whole that is structured the same way too which is there is a story or an idea about how something it should be and will be and then it turns out that you're wrong about that and you have to face the consequences of that but ultimately it still matters what you thought going in like nice. it still matters what you thought was true even if it's not true and the 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 conflict between what you thought was true and what is true is what is important um every huh. story in that movie follows that same track that's so true um and that's part of what i love about it but they didn't want to be wrong those fanboys didn't want to be wrong <laughs> yeah they didn't they didn't <laughs> want to be wrong about anything instead <laughs> of like almost everything yeah uh, which is part of what's great about that movie and so i think with something like to all the boys i love before he could tackle that in an interesting way with um a lot of deceit i mean this movie already has a lot of deceit it in it sure does um and a lot of characters withholding information a lot of characters uh, misunderstanding things but I wonder if he would probably play it in more like somebody at least in the court in the cast would have a strong idea of what's happening. 
Actually, now that I think about mm-hmm. it, all of his movies, this is interesting, all of his movies involve characters who know more than they're letting on and have kind of like a bigger plan that comes to fruition. Uh, Brick, sure. the main character, like kind of solves it earlier than he lets us th- know as an audience. And like he's like playing things out to try and get to an ultimate yeah, conclusion. Yeah. Like, he has a plan that he doesn't really reveal and then the brothers bloom of course is about con men that's like their whole deal uh looper has uh bruce willis's character oh, yeah. has sort of like a plan it doesn't pay out like it doesn't work but like he's got like a longer plan uh and then uh in the last jedi i mean there are multiple characters who know what's going on and they're yeah. like their machination snoke has his whole thing about making them connecting the two of them so that they get confused mm-hmm. about each other and and Holdo stuff Holdo's whole thing yeah, yeah Holdo Holdo's a great example mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, yeah not, so, not, not huh. communicating easily, to exactly easily. Yeah. yeah yes you could have just said hey this is the plan <laughs> yeah we good right and, but at the same time but, it hurt but, it was, but her not revealing the plan mm-hmm. at that point also made a point yeah. in the yeah. story yeah so I think sure he would, if he were to do this if he were to take on this movie he would make the decision of hers not to say things the way she intended much more pointed like she would be doing it very intentionally and it would be revealed at some point why and it would come across as like uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to live a nightmare, right? Yeah. Or, or do you think the little sister's? The yeah, one is that she's the, the little sister? Actually, doesn't just send out the letters, mm-hmm. but maybe like specifically delivers them with notes attached, or like manipulates a little bit more her than ver- just releasing them. Her version of flying into the ship at light speed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's true. a completely quiet moment where where she <laughs> yeah. throws a letter across the screen, <laughs> and then. Whoop, that's amazing. And they have to put signs outside the theater <laughs> yeah. that let people know it's supposed to be silent for a part of it. This is supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen. Um, By the way, this is apropos of nothing except for the fact that you brought up Bruce Willis's whole arc in Looper. Do you ever realize that Looper and Deadpool 2 are based on the same movie? <laughs> They're in very term- similar, In terms yeah. of Cable coming back to like yeah. kill a oh. kid with too much power that ends up huh. destroying the world. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, that yeah. is super similar. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would make it better is if Deadpool turned out to be Cable. That would be the only <laughs> like real <laughs> connective tissue yeah. there. But I do I do think you're right. It's yeah. a very similar plot. And uh yeah. The kid even kind of looks similar. Yeah, it turns out that it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trying to kill the kid that makes it a problem. Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah, yeah, Bond. Don't try to kill kids. Don't kinda kill I'll kids. Promise I'll stop. Okay. Um <laughs> Stop, yeah, so I'll stop I guess, trying. I'll start succeeding. <laughs> I guess I did. <laughs> uh, he, very, he's very much one of those I shoot on film kind of directors, yep. so visually you'd get a lot of a lot of that. Um, yeah, I wonder if he'd do it in the style of like a brick, like a very sort noir, of quiet, noir. noir, very noir-y. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That could be very interesting. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all I got. Which boy would he be? Uh... Dead one, Josh. Josh, yeah, he would be Josh for sure, because Josh is a little bit more of the indie type, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Peter is more of the the one that she thinks she doesn't like, but she does. Right, right. Yeah, and, he would be played by Bruce Willis, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a similar energy to jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Looper, where he's a little mm. bit desperate, yeah, um, and, yeah. A, and a little bit afraid of what yeah. the truth is, but he's still like trying to go after it. Yeah, nice. Did you? Um, did you uh, cruising in the JG? And, and he's he's still age appropriate for this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, there are multiple people in this movie who are way older than they should be. <laughs> As it goes with teen romantic comedies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, doesn't, doesn't that, I feel like that's, have to. Yeah, that's the thing is I feel like we've gotten better at that yeah, in, in movies, but movies have gotten way better about casting age-appropriate yeah. actors. That's what I'm saying. ABC this, Family Slash Reform hasn't gotten that memo yet. That's why I still <laughs> yeah. stand by no, this, it. It that was sense, dumped by them really on was, uh, It really was a callback to an earlier generation of movies. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, Josh, as we pointed out, uh, the year before this came out, played a similar love interest in a college comedy, Happy Death Day. So he was already playing a college love interest mm-hmm. in a romantic mm-hmm. comedy the year before this high school romantic comedy. Yeah. So he's just aging down. He's yeah. he's Benjamin Buttoning it. He good sure is. Him. Good for him. You yeah, good for him. Josh That's the dream, Ju- isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the dream. It's the Hollywood dream. <laughs> it's my it's Hollywood dream. It's <laughs> what we all want to get. Buttoned. All right, guys. All right. Let's cut. Let's cut that one down. You know what we've done? You know what we've done? What did we do? We we've done a whole episode of contextual deviance. Oh my god! About about the movie uh, about the movie to all the boys I love before with uh, uh, with multiple contexts and uh, and and let's run down with those contexts. First of all, some say it couldn't be done. Some said it couldn't be done. I I was some. <laughs> I was I, some people are saying a lot of people are saying a lot of people are saying a lot of people are saying it couldn't be done. Hey, I'm just I'm just I'm just saying what a lot of people are saying. I'm just saying what a lot of people are saying. Just asking questions. Said just asking questions. Um what were some of the contexts we did what what were the contexts we did today? David, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. We just t- uh one of the contexts we did today was what if this movie was directed by a different director? Yes. yes, distinctive directors. Okay. What if we gamified this movie? Yes. What if we started a religion about this movie? Like, what would a religion about this movie be like? And then there was one more one. The director. What if the director was? Different? Nope. Nope. We, we just oh, did that. that one. We did that one. Are you sure we did four? Yeah, I'm 100 okay. positive we did four. Uh, are you just playing around? Because you can just. We all said one, so you can just say what the other one is. I don't remember what the other one is. Okay. Cool. That's why I was. <laughs> Uh, Are you sure we did four? I'm positive. Yeah, I okay. I I believe you. I believe you. I don't. But I really <laughs> status quo. Oh, yeah, status yeah, yeah, yeah. quo. Yeah, that one was very vague. Yeah. Christian, I believe <laughs> you. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, oh, I believe you. Um, that's the dumbest line in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince oh. because his delivery is so fucking terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. No offense to that actor. Oh. He's not going to hear this. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Hopefully, he doesn't get moody. Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> He's Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> da, 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 da. Jade, his wife. Um, oh, have you guys seen the whole breakdown of the ages of people in uh, in the Jetsons? No. Um, he would have had his daughter when his wife was seventeen. Oh, okay. According to the age breakdowns, unless time works different in the future. It might Unless it time could. works yeah. different in the future, like in that movie about time. Uh, so mm. uh, this has been an episode of Contextual Deviance, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, as always, and for uh, enjoying our boy sleepover. Yeah, it was a good uh, boy sleepover. This is a fun little experiment. It was a sleepover full yes. of good boys. Also, yeah. for listeners who are paying uh, close attention, uh, yeah, it turns out we did do three movies in a row from 2018, and no, it was not intentional, and no, that's not like a stylistic choice for the show going forward. We're, <laughs> we're only doing movies from last year. It's just a weird coincidence. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> we're culturally relevant now. Yeah. Yeah, we're on top of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll have something different next week. We haven't quite decided what that's going to be yet, but but it probably won't be from 2018, I bet. 
Um, I hope we talk about something. <laughs> you know, if that is streaming anywhere at some point, I would like to watch it again. I did like that movie a lot. Um, but uh, in the meantime, Matthew, do you have anything you'd like to plug? My butt. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, and then if you go on Twitter at mbonbon, it's my handle. Um, still got some of those puppy pics that I've been retweeting. And puppy retweet pics. And other stuff. Um, it's like angry retweets and puppy pic retweets or video <laughs> retweets. Um, Sounds nice to me. Yeah, it's a good balance. Good pH. Good work-life balance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as for something in pop culture I said I was going to start sharing from now on. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about it, so I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Anything you've been enjoying recently? No. We, we <laughs> no. I'm sorry with Andrea Savage. Oh, I'm sorry with Andrea Savage. It's very good. Um, very good. I've been watching the new season of Star Trek Discovery, which has been very fun. Okay. They, they finally decided, like, hey, let's have fun. And they're having fun. That's good. Oh. It's, it's very, that's very, very good. It's a good time. Yeah. It's the let's be bad season. <laughs> let's have fun. Let's be bad. Hey, let's be bad. Hey, let's be bad. Bad. Uh, perfect. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. David, do you have anything you would like to plug? Mm, I sure do. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Just you wait. Just you wait. It's my time. My butt. And yes. my show. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you guys, listeners, he said my butt again. Isn't it oh. good, though, to have to wait for it? Oh, the wait lingering doubt as to whether he would get there. I know. Mm. And it mm. sure did. I did get there. You had to mm. let it linger. Here's my butt. Did you have to? I had to. Did you oh. have to? Did you? I had to. Okay. I promise I had to. <laughs> I, I had no choice. It's good because it has to be. That's a joke <laughs> no one gets. What? It's that pizza shit. <laughs> Jets oh, pizza. I see it's good saying. because it has to be because it'll kill me if it's not good. That's very funny. It's not a funny joke to anyone but us. It's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> so anyway, my butt and my show, The Hypotheticast, which yeah. is a show about imagination and possibility and questions. And you can hear it Tuesday nights on... Tuesday nights on Radio 5 Watt, which is an internet radio station, or you can just download the episodes. And when, that's when 5 Watt, like, like kilowatts, like yeah, W-A-T-T? 5 Watt. Okay. W-A-T-T. They broadcast on the radio the day before they actually dropped? Sure enough. You'll get to hear some advanced eps if you tune into that. Listen to your friends. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I already know. I know this joke. Spoilers. Don't release spoilers, though. Don't you do that. I know all the secrets. I know what they're gonna, what their answers to all yeah. of the would you rather's are oh gonna be. Oh boy! Oh boy! The radio gave you all the clues, <laughs> Mister Mister Radio. I gave you all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, awesome. Uh, well, I am very happy for you. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, I will also plug my butt, and otherwise, um, that's it. I, I don't have anything else. And to otherwise, plug right that's now. all I'm doing today. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm just plugging my butt. Just had one um, of those gentle accidents. Still last got, night still got my best of 2018 playlist on Spotify. The most work I've put into anything in the last few months, and it's a playlist on Spotify. It's a good playlist, but it's a lot I mean, of work. I'm happy about it, but yeah. it's a lot of work. Um, all right, folks. Thank you again for listening to Contextual Deviance. We'll have something new for you next time. Uh, in the meantime, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with this week? The dense contract cracks with the heterosexual birth. Okay. <laughs> All right. That dense contract sure got cracked by that heterosexual birth. 
Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at taxdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis' own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Ain't Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day!